Hello, 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 and welcome back to another edition of the Worth to Wealth podcast. And today, I am so excited to have with us today, Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver. Hey, Avis. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Fine, and you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation to join us on the Worth to Wealth podcast. Pleasure. Um, and just to give you all a little a bit about Avis, I'm going to let her introduce herself. But um, Avis and I, oh my God, it's been a few years now. Yes, time is flying, girl. Right, right, right. Actually uh, met in a, a year over 15. Huh? We don't look a year over 15. I know. <laughs> It's incredible. We don't, you know, we don't black know. Black crack girl. That, and that is so beautiful. That's beautiful. We do not. <laughs> we do not. Just age with grace. Age exactly. with grace. <laughs> um, but you and I met, low. it's back to 2013. Yeah, I was going to say, it's coming close to 10 years. We're not far removed from 10 Jesus, years. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And a mastermind. This is a fellow mastermind sister. And, um, Obviously, I mean, we just had so happened to be from the same area, did not know that, but from the same area. Um, but Avis is an award-winning author, international speaker, media commentator, and media monetization mentor. She has over 20 years of media experience under her belt. Dr. Avis's distinct perspectives have been shared through a variety of media outlets, including CNN, MS, NBC, ABC, TV One, PBS, Essence Magazine, Black Enterprise Magazine, Sirius XM Radio, USA Today, and the Washington Post, and many more. Yeah. Like, really? Really? Need <laughs> <laughs> to say more. But um, so, Avis, just please tell us in your words who you are, who you be, as you can say, who you be, girl, who you be. Right. Well, I be. I Dr. Avis, and I am, uh, as you mentioned, a media monetization mentor. And for me, that really means helping uh, entrepreneurs and subject matter experts understand how to leverage the power of the media in order to grow their business and their brand. To me, what's really behind that is the fact that I know so many amazing, brilliant, just incredible people that are doing incredible things. And I just want to make sure that the world knows them too, and that they get paid a proper paid properly for their contributions to the world. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Um, and you just said something, um, you said brand, you said media. Um, and of course, when entrepreneurs, when we're getting started, yeah. you hear so many things. I mean, of course, you hear the marketing, mm -hmm. you hear branding. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you don't initially hear the word media, but of course you hear the different types of things that you need to be doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but just trying to get an understanding of that, just break down for us. Okay. Brand media, which one comes first? So is it one that's going to come first? So you're doing a little bit of both or whatever, but um, for the boss ladies who <laughs> the boss ladies who um, basically need to make sure that they have that element in their business when they are building. Just give us a little bit of insight into, and, you know, into how that goes since you are the media expert. Well, that's really an excellent question um, right. in that I think of media as a tool that can support both your marketing efforts as well as your branding efforts. Um, so, for example, uh, when people think of brands, oftentimes they think 
you know, the colors, the fonts, right? Pictures. That's part of it, but that's really not the heart, heart, heart and soul of your brand to me. That's very that's to me, that's like the superficial version of your brand. It's important. It's not unimportant. Right. But it's kind of like the superficial part of your brand. Really to me, the brand is what people think about you when you're not standing in front of them. Your your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And likewise with marketing, people think of very, you know, we oftentimes think of using social media. We oftentimes think of, you know, networking uh, as marketing. Um, But I want people to under, and likewise, that is marketing. But what I am suggesting is that with media, you can take both of those things, marketing and branding, and amplify it literally to millions. So um, if individuals are, are, uh, you know, like I said, brand is what people think about you and say about you when you're not in the room. They're not going to think about you or say anything about you if they don't know that you're They don't know. That's good. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and marketing is really all about that too. Like the marketing is the precursor to sales. Uh, and unless right. you're marketing such that you're getting continuous leads, you don't have anybody to sell to. And the beautiful thing right. about media is it can uh, support both of those goals for your business. That's good. Um, and before we get too far, because um, I probably put the cart before the horse. So let's roll back. Tell us a little bit about how you became the media mentor, the media marketing, no, the media monetization mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And how long have you been in business? Because you are straight up, you are straight up entrepreneur. There is no parallelpreneur. There is no nine to five. There's no one, even though you obviously may have started out there, but just, can you just give us a little bit of background of your journey? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That switch over to full-time entrepreneur about eight years ago. And um, I have, uh, you know, for me, the my experience in media predates that pretty significantly. And the way I started in media was in the space of a subject matter expert. So for example, most of my career was in the Washington DC policy space uh, as a policy analyst, analyst, analyst uh, mm-hmm. a research director at a major, uh, research institution, uh, and ultimately a nonprofit executive heading, uh, I would, well, yeah, the, one of the largest organizations representing um, over 4 million um, Black women around the world. Wow. And so um, what I did in each of those roles were interactions with the media. So for example, as a policy analyst and researcher, one of the best hooks you can get is to write a new report and that gets media coverage. And mm. so I'm one of those people who would go on television or be interviewed by a newspaper to talk about our latest research, right? Right. Um, in terms of, uh, from there, I started uh, writing and started getting published myself. So I was writing not only, well, published outside of my research per se, okay. and, and started getting published in terms of my opinions. So I started doing op-ed writing. Um, that got more media attention that allowed me to get in uh, invitations to go on television to express opinions. And then that led to me uh, doing more media commentary rather than uh, only uh, interactions via reporting facts on some of the work that we did. Right. And so I, I can I even had a, a little snippet of time there where I had my own little radio show. Mm. on NPR. 
And it was really that NPR radio show that wow. ended up being the, the, the transition point that allowed me to make the shift from employee to entrepreneur. Okay. Because, um, what I triggered had, that? What triggered yeah, that? Girl. girl. <laughs> because now, obviously, we're in COVID times. This is being recorded during COVID times. And That's there's a-, a lot of that happening now as well. But... Yeah. So with you, I mean, obviously it wasn't the same type of situation, but I'm just saying it's more so now folks being, you know. Exactly. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same type, obviously, of what people are experiencing now with COVID, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't completely dissimilar either because this was not like a pre-planned, this was not an exit strategy situation. Right. Uh, You know, I wasn't fired, but I was put in a position where I worked at the time where Things were happening that were unscrupulous, I would argue, if not borderline illegal. And um, Mm. I did not want my professional reputation to be damaged by that. Okay. Uh, And so it was the first time in my life where I had to, where I felt I needed to make the decision to leave that job before I had the next job lined up. And, you know, at that time, in essence, that little radio show was the side hustle that I had going on. And it gave me me one of those uh you know it gave me a, a, a bit of a bridge right so i figured hey i can at least you know cut back on some expenses i at least have that check come in i can wait over the summer i can look and see if anything else comes up didn't see anything else i really liked and i've been spoiled I always had jobs that meant something to me and i didn't okay. really just take a job just to take a job and Ultimately, so you didn't have any other streams or whatever going on. I mean, you had the radio show. Yeah, that was I it. mean, you were doing that, but that was it. That was it, mm. just a radio show. And ultimately, uh, it, it dawned on me one day after spending all of this time, right, looking, you know, you look, you know, it takes it takes time. It's a full time job looking for a correct, job. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, energy yeah and mental not to talk about your psyche and all that yeah it can wear you out yeah physically mm-hmm. emotionally and then the pressure that. yeah behind it the stress and pressure behind okay i'm running out of time yeah mm-hmm. and one day it just dawned on me all this time energy effort in every way shape or form that i'm putting into looking for the next job wow why i'm just looking for the next check that i can add to this npr check well i just good. put this into like a consulting organization which was my first that's what i say my thing is don't look don't ask who is um hiring ask who is buying exactly and that's how i initially wow wow i'm gonna collect some checks and so that's what i did in terms of starting my consulting firm that was my first business absolutely wow so then what did that look like from there though i mean well obviously then okay so your energy went into okay, I'm seeking out some things or whatever, or, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm looking at, okay, we had the opportunities or what, yeah. So your, yeah. your eyes were wide open at that point and just like, <laughs> you know, but, but you were intentional. I was very intentional. Focused and intentional, yeah. I was very intentional. And I had, uh, I had reason to be intentional because I was, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm a pretty, you know, I'm pretty low maintenance. I know you probably don't believe this, but I am. <laughs> well, I do because I I know you obviously and I've been around you you know a few yeah. times but maybe maybe not on site I'd be like mm, I don't know because the face is always beat you know <laughs> misfit queen and all that. but I'm so scared know, nobody girl I, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's more for you than it is for me um, <laughs> that's funny <Go> <laughs> um, but I am low maintenance in the fact that 
you know, for me, I don't, I'm not one of these people where I, I need to have like, you know, red bottom shoes or okay. I don't need to drive a particular car. I, it ain't about all that for me. Okay. So if I would have had, if it would have just been me, actually, it's probably good it wasn't just me. Because if it would have just been me, there would not have been as much sense of urgency for me to really like, I got to go out here and make it happen like right now. But because I, I would be okay with, you know, living on a lower end of the lifestyle for a little bit and, and mm-hmm. grab and build something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was recently divorced. So it was me and my two sons, right? And I didn't want them to suffer because of this situation, right? right? Right. And so that really motivated me to go out there and make it happen. Not only just make it happen, but make it happen quickly. Okay. And so when I thought about the various like assets that I had um, to really grow my business and grow it quickly, I thought about my background in the media. Uh, and I understood even then that if I can just make it be very intentional about getting more media attention, and uh, use that in essence to promote my business, not like openly say, come by, right. but right. every time I'm on a show, uh, you know, CEO of Insight Unlimited, that's given my business pub. Um, when I wrote my book, when I'm on the show, author of Exceptional, How Exceptional Black Women Lead. So that's on the slide. That came to mind back then. So you knew that, yeah, you had thought yeah. about that. Cool. Yeah, okay. Well, we're talking about survival. Yeah. But I mean, listen, that's those instincts, right? Be like, listen, I got to eat. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is it worked, right? And the, and, the, and the thing about it is that it's not just that it allows more people like your, once again, your business and your brand, brand to be exposed literally to millions of people. And here's the best part, completely free. Okay. Wow. Earn me, it's wow. free. You don't pay to get on legitimate platforms. Like if, if you're trying to get on ABC, NBC, you know, any of those things that you mentioned, it doesn't cost you any money to get there. Listen, that's a word right now. Listen. Absolutely. Mm. So, but when you're there, you're literally in front of millions for free. Okay. And so that expands your brand. And at the same time, um, not only are you exposed to more people now, when you're reaching out to people in order to get, you know, a client, Right. You are seen in essence as somewhat of a celebrity. So you can charge somewhat of a celebrity rate. So you get to make more yes, money. Yes, 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 yes. As being special because you showed up on, you know, like their favorite show or something. So mm-hmm. it, it ended up being a, a good strategy uh, to help me quickly. That's what they call the brand assets, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Quickly, quickly level up my business and uh, you know, really ultimately let me exceed my pretty, um, pretty cushy, um, nonprofit executive wow. salary in, in, um, in like less than nine months. After Ooh, I made beautiful. Like beautiful. well into the six figures in less than nine months. Right. Now someone listening could say, okay, yes, but she had a platform, you know, she was on the radio. Yeah. I mean, and you granted you were, but looking at back, looking at then, with you having a platform or just the platform, mm-hmm. but nothing else. Right. And looking at now where we are yeah. and what we have access to, yeah. you know, that we can easily leverage to like just catapult us out there or whatever. I mean, really, you can't use that as an excuse. Right. Because I mean, yeah. 
the we always look for excuses or reasons, you know, why, you know, well, I don't know. Well, no, I can't. And no, but she was doing this and that, but you know, and that, but you still really, you have no excuse. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw my post, um, the last night, like I had this epiphany when they were talking about the school situation and all of that. And like something just dropped in my spirit. And I'm just like, oh my Lord. I mean, this is freeing people. This can free. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it's landing in their laps. They are being set up and put in the ultimate position the teachers are. Yeah. To basically just set their businesses up straight up. I mean, like, you know. I mean, and you, they can still even do it right now in a par- parallelpreneur status, Absolutely. you know, if they're still, quote unquote, scared or whatever, or there's some fear there. But there is no reason for no one to at least have like another stream or you are, you are doing some tutoring or and or you switching out because if there's no better time than the present actually for them to take the leap and make more now with this thing going virtual. Oh my God, yeah. Online, like for the school year, even if it was just for a semester. I mean, look at the time you had. Look at the time we've already had, but we know some folks have not taken advantage of it. Exactly. But, but now going into the school year, you're working from home. Where, where, where could anybody even could, it, could have even conceived <laughs> that that was going to happen? So I'm just like, this is the ultimate setup. It is. And if you are not, are not taking advantage of this situation, or at least trying, mm-hmm. look, there's no reason. These are prayers answered. These are some things that, Lord, you wanted to happen, and you were like, can I just have some time? They can multiply, you know, their businesses, their time, their money, just like that. Exactly. <clears throat> and in the immortal words of Ice Cube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great philosopher ice cube right 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 in his words ain't no job worth dying for ain't no job literally Li- be- that's scary and that that's the yeah. other thing so again this is why you will get paid you you don't even barely i'm not even gonna say barely you can really just sit there and be like a magnet yeah. all, all somebody needs to know is that you're a teacher all you have to do is just drop that one word out there on the end there you don't have to build up a whole lot of nothing because this is a situation where not only can you not go in, but parents don't want their kids to go in. That's right. You know, they will pay for whatever. They're going to make it happen. Absolutely. I had a client of mine. Mm-hmm. I have a client of mine who is a principal. And mm-hmm. COVID first started, um, she decided to start a business around supporting um, families with education. And Man, I think she had like her first $8,000 client within maybe like, I want to say two, three. I was crying for the people. I cried last night. I cried day. Like every time I think about, I'm just like, this is just crazy right here. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm just going to call it what it is. It's what you say. Yeah. 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 Happening right now is evil. And and mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. are dying and more people will die because of the insane level of ineptitude and complete disregard for you blatant and just blatant like just straight up in your face like yeah i mean (laughs) so again so even with that if that's not enough for folks to just say okay you know what it it's worth it for me to take the leap away really because for real you were starting from ground zero you have nothing to lose that's 
that's true. I, I really want people to hear you. Really? Yeah. Because you, you don't have, in fact, what you have to lose is your life. It's your life. You end up, I mean, <laughs> that's the most precious thing you have. You have no. So why risk that? Instead, think about how can I go and really get financially free by starting my own thing so I don't have to risk my life to eat. So I don't have to risk my life. And yeah. for some, for some, unfortunately, <clears throat> if they were not, um, what is it, the four-year employees or whatever, the teachers or whatever, Nana, we're in the summer, you're not getting paid anyway. That's right. So again, you are starting from ground zero or negative, you yeah. know, whatever. So it's like right now, all, all that it takes really mm-hmm. is your time and energy. Yeah. And you getting up and doing the work. If folks are not making it happen or and at least um, just moving, period. Yeah. You just straight up trifling and lazy. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just sorry. Like you, you don't even, it's not even that you don't even want it. You, you just lazy and you're trifling because there is no, re- everything has been removed. All the barriers absolutely have been removed. The is here. So, yeah. you know, my thing is just always talking, you know, to my, my thing was just, okay, women, you all need to create your own economy. Like way back when, you know, I mean, yeah. listen, even if you were working a job or whatever, but just so that you could have options and just so you didn't hear anybody or nobody could tell you no and it and telling you no, that wouldn't cut off mm-hmm. anything for you or change your world. You yeah. need to be doing something over here. Mm-hmm. So even more so now, mm-hmm. you know, again, these are prayers answered. This is what folks have been praying for. Absolutely. In more ways than one. And now it is here. And if you do not take advantage of this time, you know, which they, everybody consider challenges or whatever, but we know opportunity instead of, it's a perspective thing. Don't look at it like that, but it's like, okay, you have to go. So, um, and speaking of that again, then to get away from the teachers, but just for anybody right now, because again, it's shut down for everybody. Yeah. Now, where, 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 did, where do they do that at? Like, what, nobody calling you? What, nobody, you ain't have to go out to nowhere because what? Everything was shut down. Yeah. So you had no reason to not get something started or do your thing or whatever. And if you did not, then you just did not want to do it. But yeah. this is more reasons why now that this is a time to monetize your skill set, to uh, you can create wealth from your worth, you yep. know, and going from work to wealth and, and just make it happen. Absolutely. So um, what has been looking at that? Because now we know, even with all of that being said, nothing is, nothing ever goes, you know, as planned, nothing is perfect or whatever things are going to come up. And my mm-hmm. thing with the women is giving them um, insight and giving them some wisdom into entrepreneurship and, you know, um, the boss lady's experience, the pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moments, like, you know, how did you overcome whatever? I mean, and, and whenever there was a time that it's like, okay, looks like, you know, things are drying up and, or I'm not doing whatever. What did that look like for you and how did you overcome or how do you? Mm-hmm. you know, pivot and overcome os- obstacles and whatever. Because even in, again, in time, in this time of COVID, even with that, initially, I'm sure that happened for you. I mean, you know, obviously you've been through worse or whatever. I mean, or, and you've been doing this a long time. So for you, I'm sure you were like, oh my God, like for real, <laughs> look, you, you were popping up like popcorn everywhere, but 
but yeah, it's, <laughs> for the regular folks. Bugs in my pants. I was like, I got to get out here. <laughs> I am not going to be one of these people that's going to be COVID will kill. No, I no, know. no. I know. I know that's right. That won't be me. Not this sister. I won't go out you, here. You put on out. roller skates, huh? You was, on, you was putting on roller skates. <laughs> Girl, yeah, to get busy, but for for the okay for for the regular folks, for us, for the regular folks that were not the medium <laughs> mentors, you know, what what was it that helped you as you you know when you were coming along and being able to keep going and you know to pivot and move? Right. Well, you know, it's kind of like really how we met. What really helped me was seeking mentorship. And even though I come from a uh, entrepreneurial family, I'm a second generation entrepreneur. My father, mm. his business is very different than my business. Right. And um, I knew, you know, I knew enough to do the consulting. Right. So I, I got the consulting business started. Okay. But I, I wanted to shift into a type of business that would allow me to work anywhere. Cause I was one of those people with the big dreams. Like, I just want to be able to take my laptop somewhere and just get right. my laptop. Right. Yeah. You know, like that dream. was the goal. Right. The dream. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I didn't know how to do that. Right. And so that's why I started to seek mentors and that's how we originally met. And I have continued to invest in myself. Like I take my professional development very seriously. I, I get, I, I continuously have a mentor to, to, to this day. They might be different mentors right. looking to sharpen up this skill. I'll work with that person. If I'm looking to learn this particular tactic or strategy, I work with that person. I think about at that time, where do I want to grow in my professional skill set? Right. Now I will invest in a mentor to help me learn it faster than I could have figured it out on my own. And I think that has really helped me. And um, you know, I, I think that sometimes it's very interesting to me that, you know, people shy away sometimes from mentorship because they get sticker shock. And I will say that there is a, there is a big variance. Like there are some people who are worth the money. There are some people who aren't. Let's just be real about that. Mm -hmm. But I will say when you find people that mm -hmm. are really great at what they do, it is one of the best investments that you can make. Right. Because you not only are able to um, avoid mistakes, figure out how to do something faster, you have to think of it like, when I get this skill in my toolbox, Correct. yes, I, I may have to pay, you know, tens of thousands for it now because I have, right. over right. the years, I've probably spent Don't talk about oh, probably over $100,000. Yeah. Don't talk about, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No joke. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I have made... Okay, when you look about how, you know, cumulatively, I've made, I've like 10x that easily, right? And I would not have had the, the skill set to do those things that quickly had I not made those investments. And it's gotten to the point now where, you know, I, it's like, I'm, I'm just really at a point where wow. many people, millions of people have unfortunately lost their jobs during this period at a point where many businesses have fallen, you know, off and actually gone out of business during this, this period. It's like, it's almost like divine providence. I don't know, but it's like every, every investment that I made prior to this period prepared me for this period. And, and my, um, my business has just exploded in this period. Wow. 
I am on target to hit seven figures in seven months wow. during the pandemic. So what, what I think is important that people, and, and I know for sure that that wouldn't have happened had I not made the investments that I've made in the past and that I continue to make to this day to make sure that I am always up on the latest thing, the best thing that makes me better at what I do and be better at reaching my clients and be better at producing great results for my clients that, that all hand in hand and I will tell you one thing lastly about that particular tactic and strategy mm-hmm. is that the reason why I continue to do it is not only the results that I see from making those investments and I will be the first one to admit some of that some of them weren't the best but I always learn from every situation if, if I didn't learn yeah but that doesn't work for me. At least I learned that. Right. 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 And I will say that it has produced the reason why I keep doing it. And I believe in it so much is also because I believe in me. I believe that if you give me the roadmap, I'm going to do the work to implement. So mm-hmm. money isn't going to be thrown away. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what stops some people and they may not express it is that they don't trust themselves to do the work. And that's why they don't invest. That's true. And I, and I don't even think it's trusting to, well, it is trusting to do the work, but they just don't trust themselves. Free. They don't believe yeah. in themselves. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Um, and, you know, and again, that's obviously we know that that's a whole, that's a mental shift thing or whatever, or a mental block. Because if you have applied for jobs, you've been on a job, and whenever you saw it fit that, okay, it's time for me to move or, you know, it's time for me to make a, um, a move financially for me. And if they're not paying me here and I know I'm worth more and, you know, based on what I'm doing and what I know, I'm mm-hmm. going to seek another job. I'm going to apply for other jobs. It's the same thing over here with you monetizing outside of that. Right. I mean, it's the same skill set. You're using the same skills. You're using the same principles and all of that that you were using on the job. Yep. It's now that you're using outside it over here. So again, that's just the mental shift thing. But um, I think that obviously it comes from being comfortable, complacent, and just thinking that one way, mm-hmm. you know, over here. But <clears throat> you said a few key things when you were speaking. You were prepared. You know, so obviously, you know, you can't be getting ready to get ready. Got that right. You have to be ready and not that you know what you're going to need in order to be ready, but it's just important to keep moving, you know, keep seeking higher education or learning, always be in the learning, shopping your saw, your skills or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was listening to you, I thought about even when you are on a job, Mm -hmm. you take training. Absolutely. You know, um, you are you're going to class. You you are you are raising your hand or you're filling out what we call an and and you know um, an IDP, an individual development plan. You're filling that out in hopes of going to train. You're looking forward to it. Well, one, you're looking forward to it because it's not your money. You know, so they are paying for it. There's a budget for it. But again, so now the shift is over here. It's the same thing. But you're looking at it differently because that money is literally coming out of your account and it's coming from you and what you make. So if you're not making it, then your thing is one, oh my God, 
you know, you don't want to spend it or looking at having to spend it, which is yeah. why it looks at a high ticket because now you have to make it in order to spend it. Right. Plus over here, you are making the money and you're responsible for making the money to take care of you and do whatever. Now you're making it on the job, but the some obviously we know sometimes you're not do, operating at your full performance on the job and you're still getting the check. Mm -hmm. Over here, if you don't perform and if you're not productive, you're not going to. So yeah, it, it has to be a shift in that, but it can be done though, you know. So that looks like, which we get to that, that it looks like the the leader and you know, you leading your effort or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and well, and I say with the money piece, my thing is if you don't tell your money where to go, it will tell you where to go or where yeah. you can't go, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, cause it shuts you down. <laughs> But, and in order for the money, money is just a tool and, and an outpouring of what you've done in here and what's yeah. going on or whatever. So again, you have to get your mind right. And, you know, you have to really sit down and do your work in yes. order to see it come out. But we know too that how freeing that is. And we know that that takes the limits off, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. there are no limits at that point. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever. It's up to you to do it. So it's worth it, you know, coming back to when I was asking you, okay, how did you get over the ebbs and flows and how did you do this and do that? Yeah, you had to pivot and shift. And for you, obviously, you sought out um, other learning opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it was like, okay, I need to do this and that or whatever. You didn't have a problem investing and it was an investment. I mean, I don't know if it was new for you or the first one for you. I know that was the first one for me. Like, yeah, that was, I was like, absolutely that was my first coach um yeah experience like like not even coach like full-fledged mastermind experience so correct uh, correct we're, we're traveling and leaving your house every other month faithfully exactly. you know what but we were we were happy and excited to do it. i know i was because yeah. like like you said that's where i was i had reached a point where i had done all that i knew how to do mm -hmm. to get myself from you know point a to b to c to d or whatever and even though back then way back then it used to be called think tanks yeah because that was my thing a think tank or whatever and i was always seeking out people but back then there were there was nobody even though people were doing things mm -hmm. they weren't in the mode of showing you or telling you right. you know they just didn't say anything or whatever so mm -hmm. i was looking for those types of things which is how i got there yeah and but when they came out, I think one of her first emails, it may have been half of what our initial thing was, but when it first came out, I was like, like, really? You know, they do that? Like, for real? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was staring the paper like, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, I stared at it, but I was like, for real, I'm not tripping because when I thought about the money I had already spent, right? you know, when I had purchased my business and doing some other things, I had been investing in myself, really, before right. that, just not at a mastermind or not in that setting exactly so that just had to you know again get my mind right like okay this is something whatever but whenever we whenever she spoke which is everybody whenever yeah. that voice spoke to us yeah and the words that were coming out of her mouth you know yeah. we didn't have a problem it was like for real like we, you, we were jumping up running to get in line absolutely because and it spoke to what was in here and what we had been seeking and what we needed 
you know, and it was still a whole lot of work to be done and we we're still working. But the point is, it spoke to where we were and it was like, oh, no, we see it. And so then that point, it's like, I mean, I went back to my room. I'm like, OK, I need to work this out. I was calling my mama like, you want to invest? Like, I need an investor. Like, <laughs> and I need you know, and I called my husband like, um, this is what I'm trying to do right here. Whatever I said, I want to do so We need to figure this out. Like, we need to figure it out. And that's what happens. Yeah. You figure it out. You but did. it's the same thing. It's just you going to training, the same training that you've been doing, you keeping your skills up, you up leveling your skills or whatever. And, and, but like you said, because now it's the, it's the coach thing and it has right. stung a few people, whatever. I um, mean, you don't know what you don't know and you right. don't know what you didn't know or need to know and, or what is not, you know, right until you go through it until you've been doing it a few years or whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, man, this is what I needed. This is what I want or whatever. But for real, I mean, who we had, we can, we still working from that book. Awesome. So, but now we can really understand it and use it because she gave us a whole lot, even though we didn't know what we had. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. It took, you know, it took a while to really, um, right. And, um, but I think another thing that is of such value that a lot of people don't even understand how valuable that is when they first make these types of investments is the network that you get like that's how we and met that too We're still okay. connected now yes. like almost yes. a week later like right. to me that is at least as valuable if not more valuable than what you learn it, it puts you in the room with the right people it puts yeah room that is it puts you in the room with like-minded people who are go-getters and heart who are achievers because here's the thing entrepreneurship can be lonely because people which is why we were looking to and seeking yeah yeah exactly yeah. they don't mm-hmm. we think differently let's just be real we, right right we think differently right and it's just nice to be in a space with other people that are like you that have that same sort of bug because they get it they get it and you know it, it provides future opportunities where you guys can collaborate together here we are we're on your radio your podcast you know and everything so and still going like after how many years and that's the thing but we were still going because we're one you know we've been learning from each other yep. but then at the same time it's like um this wasn't just a thing for us i mean it was for real you know yep. and we were working on something and working towards something and it was going to work come hell or high water like no this is going to work you know and then if not then okay what's the next thing i need to do or whatever you know after that like what's next or, or then you calling somebody or we're calling like what okay what happened what you do you know because this is what we need to do or now when somebody when you got a program what okay then we going over here you know but that's what happens and that's what i say to the women but because like you just said you everybody does not understand they're not speaking the same language you can't mm-hmm. so and that's what i'm i i say to the people it's because you one, I even have not opened your mouth yeah. to say what you need and you really have not sat with that. But two, because you are still at home. Like we had to leave. We had to fly out to get it. You know, people don't have to fly out now. Like, and they, they need to really understand that too. Like for yeah, real, we, we had to, on, <laughs> top of the on top of that, that was in addition to, she didn't give out no tickets with those, uh, with that package when we got those, that folder. That's right. You still had to invest above that. Right. You know, for three days, sometimes a week at a time or whatever, you yeah. know, with that on top of the, the flight ticket, the room, you yeah. know, and eating or whatever, you know, the, the whole shebang. I mean, so again, now it's literally in folks back doors because enough people have done it now. We have done it. Yeah. To like, I mean, you know, OK, fine. You don't have to leave and go 
to get it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But again, they have to want it. And yes. it's really how bad it is really. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Absolutely. And removing the excuses or whatever and just working on it because it really is putting your head down and really doing the work. Absolutely. Because um, even for me, you know, I mean, like, and sometimes, and even with, with all that is going on, sort of hard to focus, but it's like really putting your head down and saying, okay, what's the next thing? Or what I, what I have to do here, do there, or whatever. And those are some core, I think that's our core principles that they don't understand because they're so used to, you know, that's a muscle that you really have to build up. Right. Yeah. Um, you and, know, and go from there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is, to me, that is one of the key shifts from an, a, an employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, as an entrepreneur, nobody's telling you every day what to do, when it's due, how to do it, and all that stuff. You have to, to figure all of that out yourself. You do. You mm -hmm. do. Now, and being, being a seasoned entrepreneur, can you just uh, help the people to understand that this system is built on businesses, small business, it's built oh God, yes. <laughs> for businesses. And that's what, I mean, of course, as a tax strategist, that's what I try to explain them. Cause of course, all I hear is what I, I owe that much and what and why, what it's like, well, I'm sorry, but if you're over here as an employee, yeah, for real, that, that, hopefully hopefully you got kids yeah hopefully hopefully and look and they and they're not ticking out because you know <laughs> you know um, you know i know i told my daughter that i even listen i was like oh like what okay nah boo this is what you got to do and you got like how long now because for real i'm not even getting the credit no more that, that, that that's not even working no more which of course i exceeded that anyway because it got limits on it anyway but i mean when i just re when i really really when yeah. it dawned on me, like for real, no, listen, I said, you ain't even worth, you're not worth nothing on paper to me right now, boo. Look, listen. <laughs> so all that tinkering <laughs> you doing and plaiting the hair and curling what, you need to get busy. Like, yeah. you need to get busy, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but just helping them understand seriously that the system, the economic system is built and based, the laws are based, are built for the business owner. Yeah, the, the so, to, um, mm -hmm. you know, preference or privilege business owners, period. Right. Uh, and uh, when you have a business, and even like you said, even if it's just a small business, even if you're just doing it in a corner in your house, Correct. you'll be able to take tons more tax deductions mm -hmm. than if you are an employee. So it is just a small thing. Like, you know, even if you're not, even if you have never never have any um a ambitions to go full time even just doing a small thing on the side right will take off in spades come tax season absolutely right right and then you you are really able at that point really to tell your money where to go mm -hmm. um you, you know using proper strategies and all that and planning or whatever but you have more control over it and of it at that point along with your time yeah. And you taking the limits off of what yes. you're doing. And there's no problem. I mean, because it's not for everybody. Entrepreneurship yeah. is not for everybody. Right. But again, my thing is then don't be over here complaining and, you know, and don't be whining or whatever, because this, this is really the choice that you're making Absolutely. here. And so, and this is the system. This is what it is. But, you know, if not, then you have to shift and pivot and go over here. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more though, that's open to you when you do, really open your eyes and look at the other side of it, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
that's there for you. So with your sons, because I know you have two boys. Two boys, yes. Um, who are older now. So with them, I mean, I'm sure now, because how old are they now? How old? They are 24 and seven, and well, 16, about to be 17 at the end of this month. Okay. So now, like mine, my son is 23, but um, with 22. But so now they know after seeing you all these years that now they are definitely able, I know guy is obviously able to connect the dots and able to say, Oh, what? And this is what was going on. And this is why you did so well. Yeah. That's very interesting. You yeah. know, um, it's interesting just from the point now, because I mean, I'm sure like me, that's you were trying to get them to understand that the whole time and, you know, prepping them and preparing them and especially as young black African-American men and males, mm -hmm. you know, this is what you have to do. This is what's going on. And this is why I had you here and there and doing this, da, 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 you know, right. And for this to come along. So with your boy, so how has that been and how are you seeing that evolve now? Yeah. I and mean, what's their mindset now, you know? Yeah. It's been, I mean, I, like you said, I've been very intentional to expose them to a lot of things, particularly so they can understand how important it is to have your own. Right. And to have a business and to have some way to bring in your own revenue. It's okay. I mean, it, it, you know, if they want to uh, embark upon a career at some point in their lives, but they should always have a way to generate their own revenue. Right. Options. Hand. Options. That's what I told my options. son. Options. options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that I've always been very intentional about, as I mentioned, because I have invested in my own professional development, various masterminds and things, I have paid extra so my sons can go with me to those Beautiful. trainings. Well. Yes, yes. My, my goal is that I, you know, I, especially my oldest, his, his, he really does have a strong interest in business period. And so, okay. um, you know, I've exposed him to a lot having to do with business. And I, I told him years ago, my goal is for, um, you know, by, um, you know, by 20, I want you to know what I didn't know until I was 40. That right. Was, correct. Uh, correct. Like you, you, you didn't, you didn't go through that for nothing. Like, like, exactly. it was like, you know, and not, we're well, not for nothing because obviously we, you knew too. I mean, you were living your life, but at the same time, you did not sacrifice things for them not to take advantage now or exactly. listen to what you're saying. My son got it. My daughter, that's a totally different story, but I'm just <laughs> like, for real, like I did not live this life now for you to come, <laughs> you come now and not be able to not get yourself in the same position or do the same things or whatever. Like I'm not going through a minute. She'll, she'll come around. She might uh, just ho hopefully, hopefully COVID will <laughs> help to scare her to come around. Hopefully. <laughs> but, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been beautiful to see. So, I, and particularly, like I said, my oldest has uh, has always shown an interest in business. He, um, you know, he was the kid who got in trouble in second grade for selling paper airplanes on the playground. <laughs> and, and, and paper the kids airplanes. Lunch money paper <laughs> airplanes. Okay. <laughs> not candy. Not the snacks, but paper airplanes. Right, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, racket going on with the paper airplanes. Um, it went to went to school undergrad from day one. Had a little um, side business. He was operating out of his dorm room, fixing smartphones and iPads wow, and stuff. Wow, I know that's right. Um, he's always been involved with my business. He even to this day, he's um, cool. he is. You know, I've actually given him the designation of chief uh, operations officer. And all right, helps with training um, people and um, he manages um, my, my extra like administrative staff and my sales team 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Uh, he called me. I know. Look, he was he was one of the uh, coaches or mentors in the program, making a little yeah. contact to call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> or was he, in the he, inbox. He, I think he messaged me. Huh? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And not only has, and it's not just with me. I mean, he's had internships as in his right. undergrad where. He literally, and one of his internships was with, I with Northwestern Mutual, and he was, in terms of all the interns in his region, he was in the top five in sales. So okay. he, he is wow. really, just giving that position because he's my son. I gave right, him that position. Right, right. But he does the work. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, uh, and right now he is, um, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. He should hear back this week, but mm-hmm. he's being considered for a full scholarship to uh, Johns Hopkins MBA program. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful to see that. Yes. That, that's great. That's great. And then your younger son, he is yeah. he graduating or he is graduating? He is a rising senior in high school okay year. so uh well you know this is summertime so he, he'll be a senior next year mm-hmm. uh his interest he is a a tech person so okay. his interests are gaming and creative writing and so we're looking at different uh universities for him now to figure out where would be the best place for him that would allow him to, he might end up end up actually like being a double major because those are two very different things right and so we're trying to find the best university that would allow him to be able to get exposed to good quality instruction for both sides of his interests so that's where he is right now okay yeah okay congratulations i know you're just doing a happy dance now every every time you think about it like for real like (laughs) y'all almost out of here like for real like (laughs) <laughs> that's good that's good you know what you, you just you think that but that's tell you i tell you man they grow up just, just too damn fast and that's, that's true amazing. that that's true though because again you think that and you say that but then when when you see them coming and going you're like okay where you going what's going on when you come back you know, you know how long <laughs> right right <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really happy that g is excited about john's happens because that means he can stay in the area right here yes yeah right right here mm-hmm that's and good. It's going to be bothering him showing up at his house at all hours, but you know, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> tell him that. Especially if he ends up with some crazy woman, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to pop up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a whole nother situation. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother subject. Another situation. <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. <laughs> so, um, Okay, three things and then we're done. So I know that you, what is it? Okay, what, what do you do with the reports? And just give us one or two key reports oh, that, yeah. we, that the women should read or be interested in or know about. Oh, yeah. But, um, you actually compile the information and publish it. Um, but Exactly. So I'm the editor-in-chief of the State of Black Women in America reports every year. It's a publication that's produced by the Black Women's Roundtable. Uh, which is a uh, organization, well, an initiative within the National Coalition on Black Civic Participation. It's a major organization in Washington, D.C. that focuses on Black people. Um, And what's interesting is that was my first, like, contract outside of that NPR job. Remember I was telling you about the NPR? Right. And Mm -hmm. I decided to shift into consulting. My very first contract I got was to be it was to develop this report for that organization, and still to this day I do that annually. Um, because you had already that was your work history. You you were doing reports or whatever before. Exactly. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. okay. So you know, my background was written research, and so I I knew how to do that. And so um, 
And so I, I continue to do that to this day. So that's really the main sort of annual report that I still do because in terms of the rest of my business, it's pretty much, I had a, I had a phase where I was doing a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion work. And given what's happening you know, in, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on right now, part of me is saying, well, maybe I should still do that. But I, I'm really happy that I'm not doing it anymore. I, eventually, I intentionally segued out of that uh, to work, to focus full-time on my coaching work around media monetization. Okay. To be honest, because I don't like wasting my time. And I was very frustrated that corporations like to talk a good game when it came to diversity, equity, inclusion. Okay. But when it came mm, to athletes, that's right. That's right. Doing what they need to do to really change. And standing on it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, so y'all just paying me money to come up here for me to do a cons, you know, for me to do consulting for the you. Act, the act. The act. Yeah. And yeah. then a year from now, it don't look no Nothing different. Nothing changes. Yes. Right. So that really irritated the heck out of me. So I transitioned out of that and really focused on growing my coaching business. So that would be the only, my, you know, the only thing I focus on. So right now, the only thing that I do, my full business is my coaching, but I That's still beautiful. do a contract around the state of Black Women in America reports because, you know, it's like it's sentimental and I do enjoy doing that work. Um, I would say outside of that, I do obviously still do paid speaking as well, but right. um, and that's part of what I teach my my uh, my clients as well. But it is it's great to really focus on seeing my coaching business grow and to go from someone who's been a consumer of in essence masterminds for many years to being someone that now has my own year long mentorship uh, where I'm seeing you know huge growth and development and. Um, not only visibility, but profitability and huge economic gains for the people that I work with. It's been extremely, it's, it's extremely satisfying, uh, particularly when I see that these are black, you know, most of my people who work with me obviously are black women. Mm -hmm. so I just love the fact that I'm seeing black women get the shine that they deserve. Right. Black women get the dollars, you know, Correct. getting straight up boss ladies. Yeah. yeah. That they should have been paid at right. the very beginning, seeing them really literally use what they learn to really build wealth. Wealth, yes. yes. So that's, it's, to me, that's the most, that's just such a rewarding thing. I, I, I'm really enjoying having that. So I have gotten to this point, you know, interestingly, right here when COVID hit, where right. I, I do have that business where I could do it anywhere. And so Everybody else trying to, you know, life was turned upside down when this thing happened. I was perfectly positioned to have my thing not only continue, but actually grow during this period and without ever skipping a beat. That's good. That's good. That's, that's good. And I mean, and that's, it's really exciting though, isn't it? When, when you really sit down to really work on that and focus on doing really what you love. Mm -hmm. Like there really is no limit to yep. what you can do is no limit to the ideas and all of that. I mean, like things just, just mushroom, mm -hmm. <laughs> like when you're working and doing what you really love to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you're like, you just have to find that, that sweet spot Absolutely. You know, for you to move and to flourish. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, a business is going to take effort and work. So, um, if, and it, it's going to take work to make it work. That's the bottom right. line. Like right. My, right. my new little favorite saying right now is don't wish for it, work for it. Right. So it is, it is going to take work to make it work. And the thing is, so you have to love it. So that it doesn't feel like 
work. I mean, I enjoy doing what I do. I love what I do. I get excited when I hear all the new big wins that my people have. And it, it is uh, so invigorating to me that, you know, I, I really enjoy it. So now the, the new challenge that I have in my business is growing my team, you know, right? So that's the thing that I was going to ask you about that, the staffing, because I know you said you have guy, but like, you yeah. know, yeah, what does your staff look like now? Whatever. So for years, it was just you, you it was just you doing the work other than outsourcing exactly. things, right? But it was just you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now I'm growing. Like you all hear that, ladies? It, it was just her doing that. I mean, so Absolutely. you can still do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just do it yourself. It was for the first couple of years. You're right. It was all just me in the first. Mm-hmm in essence, hire I made was ladies and gents, but yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That virtual assistant was when that was when I stepped out the first time was to get that virtual assistant. And that, that really like helped me. It just helped so much because then it frees up more time than you free to focus on those revenue generating things. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at the point in my business where I'm taking on many, but talk about how, when you make that move to do that though, yeah, things do shift. I mean, it takes a minute and it's a mental thing too to do that. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it took me do it. you hear it? Yeah, you hear it, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know yeah, what? I'm a person, you, absolutely. <laughs> right, you know. But then yeah. you know, once you do that one or two, or you do it, and you do it for the week or two, and that's the thing. You just take a step, take a few steps, you yeah. know, and figure it out, or figure out how it can work for you, or really just figure out what it would take for it to work for you. Absolutely. And then, start looking and seeking to see what, who can do that. And yeah. you move from there, whatever, like, okay, I want to do this part-time. I want to only do it 20 hours or I want to do it four hours, five, you know, and you just keep moving exactly. you know, from there. Yeah. That, that first, that first hire, I think it was the VA for maybe like 10 hours a month. I mean, it wasn't a whole I think lot I did time, that, yeah. mm-hmm. but, oh, but you, you see those things that now you can get off your plate and you don't have Correct. to pay. So things that would slow you up because it's not your area of expertise and you're spending Correct. all the time on administrative stuff that has to get done, but you don't have to be the one to do it. Once you make that mind shift and you start to even have somebody a couple hours a week to help you with that stuff, yeah. it frees you up to focus more on that revenue generation. I was going to say, because it ties you up too from yeah. doing the productive things, the one, the things that brings the money in. Like, because really yeah. it's only, if there are certain things or there are things that, only you can do because you are the brand you are the face of it to bring it in so that frees it up so now you know that first six hours of your day or whatever every day is not spent doing those items and it is worth it from that standpoint and then it's like okay that's other way I mean that takes some weight off for you you a little bit more let you less stressed and relieved then it's like okay now I can think you know and now I can think on really what I need to do like what's the core mm-hmm. stuff yeah mm-hmm. exactly so mm-hmm. you know so I, I've grown now to the point I have uh, five people on my team and I have people on my team that focus on sales. I have people on my team that focus on social media. Uh, I have people, I have accountability coaches under me uh, to help serve my clients. So it's really about, um, you know, understanding how to magnify your footprint, but also understanding how to uh, leverage your team in in a way to such that they are also bringing in income right that it's not only an outlay on your part they are in our essence paying for their own salary and more by their correct correct, correct. yeah 
Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them um, obviously are maybe entrepreneurs as well, or yep. those that, you know, seeing you because obviously when they work for an entrepreneur and someone who truly understands that um, folks monetizing their passion and working in their passion, that's, that's like a different world for you know them when they're working for you and like now their motivation and inspiration for being productive comes from a totally different place absolutely place you know yeah especially when they see what it produces and they're right there you know with you like for events and things and um or like in your group you know and all that and they can see that like yeah exactly so i'm i'm excited about that because right now i'm like really shifting to like making sure that people are making a shift from like a 1099 to like really full-time employees because right. I'm, I'm trying to get my team solidified because as I mentioned, I'm in a period of hyper growth in my company and I want people who are committed to my company and committed Correct. to seeing and to seeing, and they can see themselves in, in, in it. That's you know, good. So people mm-hmm. who are saying it's exciting for them to be in a company that is, looking to strive to go not only from a, to a seven figure business, but a multi seven figure business, mm-hmm. eight figure business and, mm-hmm. and, you know, see how, see themselves in that space and see how they can grow in that company and be a part of that story. Mm-hmm. So finding people who catch the vision, uh, me also understanding what their vision for their future is and being able to help them see how within my company, they can also they get in. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I get what I want when they get what they want, what they want. We hear about that oftentimes as it we relates do. to um, uh, customers. And that is true, mm-hmm. but it's also true as it relates to your employees. You get what you want when you help your employees get what they want. Correct. Right. So Correct. It's Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. So speak to us about how this came about, how exceptional black women lead. Yes. So that was my first book. I have another one, another idea in my head for another one. So I will probably get started on that soon. But that book, How Exceptional Black Women Lead, in many ways, it was, that really was my very intentional, once again, and I will call that a form of media, right? It's literature, it's a location marker for me to make a shift in my business. So I decided to write that book when I decided that I wanted to get into the diversity, equity, inclusion space, to be perfectly honest. And so that, I don't, I don't have an HR background. Right. Most of the people in that space have an HR background, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to be able to establish my my uh, my expertise around diversity issues. And uh, I also but I did have a background around black women's issues. Right. And so I, I yeah. wrote that book, uh, interviewed like over 70 black women for that book who held leadership positions in a variety of spaces, including corporate America. Mm-hmm. And that helped me to. <clears throat> be able to start to get into that space uh, as a, an expert in that DEI realm. And, I, and so though I have, like most authors, you know, have sold the book, I've made money off the book, I've made, you know, hundreds of thousands of more dollars off of the, the contracts that that book. Opened. And it has literally taken you across yeah. the waters, like in, in internationally or whatever, because Absolutely. you went to Africa based on the book. Absolutely. Oh, okay. That book ended up being picked up by a Parisian publisher and wow. published in French, and it's been distributed throughout Francophone Africa. Beautiful. Right now, I believe it's in Francophone. Its- yeah. My, 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 my children were in the French immersion program. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Right now, at least last I heard, it might be more now, 
Um, mm -hmm. When I was there last summer, I was told that it's in its fourth reprint in Africa right now. Beautiful, beautiful. So they saw your book or someone had heard about it and then they reached. Yeah, mm -hmm. so what happened was um, I had a relationship with the State Department, uh, once again, because you know, girl, I hustle. That was one of the things <laughs> I was doing anyway. I, was, I say hustle uh, with a purpose, though. You was hustling with a purpose. Girl, though, hustle so. with a purpose. <laughs> I, I enjoy traveling, too, anyway. So mm -hmm. and it had, I had a relationship with the State Department where I would go and do training on entrepreneurship uh, and um, women's empowerment for various different U.S. embassies around the world. And one of the things that I noticed was that every U.S. embassy has a library. And uh, typically when I was there, um, you know, I, could, I would see how other speakers would come there and they would have their book and their book would be in the library. I'm like, I want to know how to do that. And right. so uh, I asked some questions like, how do I get my book? Because I had written the book. I was like, how do I get my book in into these libraries? Mm -hmm. And um, then I found out. So, you know, networking and found out that, hey, there is a Parisian publisher that's interested in your book. And they have a, a relationship with the U.S. embassies. Beautiful. US embassies. And so that's how they, they picked up the book. And it got placed, uh, like I said, throughout Francophone countries and also some English-speaking countries in Africa mm -hmm. as, well, mm -hmm. uh, as well as in Haiti. Uh, and, and that's really how that relationship got started. It got started from, you know, me being in the right place in terms of having the experiences to know that that, that possibility exists. Right, and then, right. And then asking the right questions to say, okay, well, how do I get my book there? Right, <laughs> right. And it's just straight up. How do I get my book there? How do I yeah. do that? How, how can I do this? How can I do that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. And then now, last but not least, um, Max Media. How did the media thing come up? Which we know you stay in the media, but <laughs> so this is my latest baby. This is my Wait, newest baby. This okay, like where did that pop up from? The infant. It's I've been pregnant with this one for years though. Okay. 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 <laughs> Not months, but years. Girl. Mm -hmm. So it's called Max Black Media. Mm -hmm. And it is a new um, we, we announced that it is coming. Okay. It hasn't been formally released yet, but okay. we are working on finishing up and getting it released out to the public. Uh, it's going to be released in phases, but what Max Black Media is and will be, it is a black digital streaming network that focuses on uh, a wide variety of issues that are central to black the black experience in America and throughout the world. So this will be the okay. place where you will go on the internet and on other sort of streaming service platforms. We're in discussions and negotiations about where we're gonna have relationships. Um, but you'll be able to get the latest news and information about black people. You'll be able to get information uh, and shows around a variety of areas, everything from politics to building wealth to- And I noticed, is this what uh, P. Diddy did with Revolt? Is that what that is? Well, the difference is that Revolt is housed in cable. And uh, like on cable, you can you can get that typically from your cable network provider. Okay. Uh, what we have no, at least we really have no desire, at least I have no desire to really have this end up like being a cable network. And I tell you specifically why. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I felt, I feel like, and you know, we were very intentional about this, my business partner and I. Mm -hmm. What we've noticed is that oftentimes when Black people start owning platforms, it's unfortunately when that platform is decreasing in market share. So what I mean by that mm. is that when Black people started owning radio stations, 
that's when cable companies were popping up, right? And now you have, for example, Black News Channel, you have Revolt. When Black people are starting to own Black networks on cable, the market share in terms of cable subscribers are going down. You see mm. Where the market is going is digital. Right, right. So this will be a 100% digital, digital network that is accessible to Black people throughout the world. Beautiful. And so, um, so we're super excited about it. And, um, you know, we have some things that are popping <laughs> off with that. I'm excited about it. it's coming down the pike, but you know, we have some programming. We'll be releasing programming and throughout, obviously, to cover what's going on with this election. Right. The full, 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 full launch of it won't be until 21. Um, but we're definitely moving in that direction. And for people to find out more information about it, they can go to maxblackmedia.com and sign up on our waiting list so that they can be notified when we start producing and start dropping content for them to see themselves right. from a variety of perspectives. How exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. so as we roll out, um, one last question for you is how, what does worth to wealth mean to you? Mm. So worth to wealth means to me that, you know, if, First of all, it means if you don't understand your worth, you will never get the wealth that you deserve. Well, well. So to me, it's really about understanding your worth and really using that as your conduit to wealth. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And um, so you can just give them any, any last uh, deets that we have or how they can find you or stay connected to you. And Absolutely. Well, I definitely want to invite all your listeners to join me on Facebook at Perfect Pitch Power Players. That's my um, Facebook group. You can definitely come and, and join me there. And also, you can uh, join me in my next uh, Perfect Media Pitch Masterclass. I hold those classes periodically. And uh, you can always come in and spend a few days with me and understand how to craft a media pitch that you can use to gain more visibility and profitability for your business and your brand. So you can go to perfectmediapitch.com to get information on that. That's great. And I have participated in that masterclass and that is very good. Very good. <laughs> so I'm going to thank you, Dr. Avis, once again for joining us today. Mm -hmm. And for everyone, this has been another episode of the worth to wealth podcast please join us for the next episode of worth the wealth and continue ladies to be great bye